everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 95, Preparing Physically for the Appalachian Trail. We are now on Patreon.com. If you would like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail Patreon page. And starting this week... In February, in fact, I'm going to go shoot videos this week for it. We are going to start putting pro tips on our Patreon page for our Patreons. So we would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Um, and then, of course, plus you receive our podcast early. And then if you're a $35 tier uh, supporter, all of that donation money goes towards our back backpacking trips this summer. And of course, it goes to our swamp trip in March next month yeah. in the Okefenokee that we just got the green light. It's all good. We're going. And it's an, I, I mean, it, it blows away. We're going to actually do the harder route, but the more beautiful route. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we are, it's very, very exciting. Yeah. Check out our uh, Vince page on our podcast. Um website website and go there this is the beginning of a three-part series on how to prepare for a through hike on the Appalachian Trail we talk physical mental preparedness and gear on this episode we discuss the physical challenges of a through hike and how to prepare your body for the hike of your life what your body goes through signs your body communicates to you and how to better adapt and overcome the physical challenges that occur as always we share pro tips in getting you body trail ready you can always join in on the discussion on our facebook group group page just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family come hang with us and be part of that community well it's certainly good to be back in our studio <laughs> or as we'd like to call it our tiny apartment <laughs> I, I, I like studio it has a it does it has a better a ring pro professional <laughs> podcast uh feeling uh, better than um well it's a lot more comfortable than the van for yeah. sure so uh for those who um do not know we have been on a road trip for three weeks and um and been in a van and testing out the van uh, for, it's really our tow vehicle, but we made it into a backpacking van. And we converted the whole van and we went all the way, let's see, seven states, um, all the way from the mountains and beautiful canyons of Nevada, all the way down to Arizona to the desert, and then all the way back through New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, <laughs> and uh, it's really good to be back. So a funny story before we get started, last week we scurried to get the podcast out. We had limited service, so I had to go someplace where we had good internet, and uh, I was up about 2 o'clock in the morning trying to <laughs> edit and compress the audio with no in the dark <laughs> yeah in the dark and so and like my battery on my computer was dying so for i don't know what happened but i guess the compression was a little bit off so it's like this and it sounded like i was completely drunk 
<laughs> so, so <laughs> as we're recording this, because <laughs> and Ariana's, we're, we're doing this remotely, by the way. Yeah. And I'm like, Scott, you sound really weird. Like I'm telling you, your your speech is slurred. You sound completely drunk. And just to confirm, we would we would hang up on the call, and I would listen to him, and his speech would be regular. And then we get back, and he's like, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I promise you, it'll like, be fine." It's the bit rate, it's it fine. It was not fine. No. So we learned that podcasting over 4G, <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> Probably not. Voice over IP is one thing, but I I, I don't know what. I don't know what we were doing or how it was working, but anyway, uh, a couple of our listeners messaged me last week and they're like, dude, great podcast, but you were really drunk. I'm like, I was not drunk. <laughs> For the record, I, there is alcohol in, involved in this podcast sometimes, but not that night. No, not that <laughs> night. I was stuck in a van down by the river. But if you get the if you get a chance on our Facebook page, we went we were able to go live from the desert and watch the sunset, which was which was pretty cool. Um, that was very cool. Um, had a great trip, lots of fun, but we're now we're back and our audio should be okay. And I'm not drinking at all tonight. <laughs> so, Speaking of drinking, uh, we are talking about physically preparing for the Appalachian Trail, a hike that takes an exuberant amount of, um, exertion from your body, something that, uh, takes time to prepare um, to lessen the potential for injury. Uh, so physically preparing for the Appalachian Trail, we've broken it down into several categories. Um, physically preparing your body, which is important. Yeah, so the endurance, it's, it's a long hike. <laughs> <laughs> the endurance necessary and uh, the strengthening that you will need going in, your body's adaptation and then adapting to the changes both prior to and along the route. Uh, getting your body trail ready is a big That's the thing. big one. And then, of course, pro tips to wrap it all up. And the, the, the thing is, is that we see this every year. Now, we're going to be at the Appalachian Trail kickoff next month, and we're going to see it there. You would think if you're going to go to the kickoff, you're, you know, you're going to be, you're, you're, you would have done a little, a little physical preparedness. But we're here to tell you that there is probably, I don't know if it's over 50%. I'm sure the ATC could probably give better stats on that. But I would say a large number of people underestimate the physical, the amount of physicality it takes just to get, just to do the first 40 miles of the AT. Um, it's actually 38 if you're going to do the approach trail. I think it's 32 if you don't do the approach trail. And we see it every year, every year, you know. And one of the reasons why we, you know, there's, there's so many people that get off the trail is because they not only are our packs too heavy, they underestimated a lot of things, but they underestimated how hard the the trail is you know they call it the appalachian mountains it's not the valley it's not thank flat. god you're not coming from the valley <laughs> <laughs> right it's you're you know when when it when they say uh, it's the appalachian mountains it's mountains 
and you're and you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I think you go over three pretty good sized climbs in the first forty miles of a hike. Essentially, you're following the ridge line. So if you look at a ridge line in the distance, you see how you know a roller coaster of a look it has. It you know you're constantly going up just to go deep down. You're going up and going down and going up and going down, and that's physically what you're putting your body through, but except at a long view approach at it, you're physically in there. Yeah, that's you're why- You're actually going up and down. But that's that why I, I, I always hated to see the gap signs. <laughs> you're you know, like, oh like, gap is 10 miles away. I'm that like, means- oh <laughs> man, I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna go back up. And, but that's um, the, the physicality of the Appalachian Trail. And I could really uh, summarize the whole podcast in, uh, this is, um, it's really hard. The hike is really hard. And, and you have to do some things to f- to help yourself, to give yourself a better than average chance to get out there. Yeah, I mean, it's often overlooked, but it's the basics of a through hike. Physically preparing your body. You know, it, it's, you think that you can go out there, I work out all the time. You know, I got this. I can't tell you how many people have said that to me. I'm I'm a trail runner. Uh, I've I've got this. I know what I'm doing. Like it's it's gonna be a a, breeze. I cross train. Right. (laughs) I cross train. I'm like, okay, good. Have you done that with a 30 pound pack (laughs) on your back? No. And then climb straight uphill. (laughs) No, no, I I do it in the park in the sun in the morning times right after coffee. Well, it's gonna gonna be a little bit different in the mountains. (laughs) And I think there's a huge. I would say misconception that you're in shape for an activity that tests every muscle in a different way that you've ever used it. Uh, it, ta- it tests the variance of muscles and how they're used and the, and the constant day-to-day uh, rigmarole that your body goes through. And it's like it's, it's the same repetitive motion with little rest. And I, I think that's what people are not physically accustomed to. No, yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and here's the thing, you know, like, let's say you are cross training, right? And, and you're in shape. So, okay, let's take a pretty, let's take a pretty badass cross training day, right? You get up, you eat your protein, you have your diet that you go through and you're going to go and you're going to cross train and you're going to work hard. You're going to sweat. I mean, it's a good workout. Well, I can guarantee you, you're not out there for eight hours. I can guarantee you're not cross training the whole day. But when you're backpacking, when you get up, and if you are going to do the approach trail, again, this is just the approach trail. It's going to take you five to six hours to hike to the beginning of the Appalachian Trail. And it's not easy. You know, it. it's like, hi, welcome to the AT. <laughs> you know, and... Right then and there, people were like, well, I didn't think it was going to be this high. I didn't think it was going to be this hard. It You are putting your body through a tremendous amount of stress in the beginning of your through hike, in the very beginning of your, your, your dream, you know, the thing that you've planned for for months and months and months. Um, it, it's not easy. And so we're going to share some uh, things you can do to, to kind of help your body out a little bit. Yeah, I think, um, 
you know, preparing your body physically, um, first and foremost, you think respiratory. It's, it's a huge part of being able to endurance walk the trail, um, especially with all the ups and downs. Um, and, and not, and added to that enormous amount of weight that you are not accustomed to carrying on your pack plays a huge role in your respiratory breathing. And breathing is what is going to give you that endurance to get up that next peak. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like when you're passed out laying flat on the ground and breathing <laughs> heavy, you know, your body catches up pretty quick. But you can't do that every mile. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to take you two years to complete the hike. <laughs> um, so, you know, adapt your your body. And here, and I'm going to get this out of the way, too, because it, it I get this a lot, too. And it's. It's when you say this or when you hear this or you hear somebody say this, please don't believe it. Please just push that off when they tell you, hey, don't worry, man. The trail's going to get you in shape in no time. Well, that's true after a hundred or so miles. That is partly true. But I can tell you it's not going to happen the first hundred and so if you go in with that attitude, wow, the trail is going to get me in shape. You're probably going to get off the trail before your body even knows what you're doing. That's so true. And we've seen it time and time and time again. One of the biggest reasons um, why I would say a large portion of the reason why people get on is they're like, well, I'd like to lose X amount of weight. Right. You know, I, I would like. I would like to be fit and firm and tone. And I'm like, well, there are probably smarter ways to go about it than, you know, you, you, you know, getting to the Appalachian Trail is part of, uh, you know, preparing your body for that physical endurance, for that, you know, the, the, the daily beating up of the body physically. Uh, you have to have a bigger reason for going out there, uh, getting in shape is going to happen, but not before you probably quit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, I, I've done a whole uh, podcast and video on the whole strategy of the food stuff. Um, and just, you know, I don't want to really go deep into that, but you know, I'll just say this right off the bat. When you get up and you, you exercise in a very, very strenuous, hard way rapidly, um, and let's face it, when you put that back on, that backpack on, and you're at Amicalola, and you see those stairs, <laughs> and they go, there's your approach trail. I don't, know, I don't know. I can't figure out how many steps it is. It's like a, a billion steps. <laughs> and, and so. Slight over-exaggeration. <laughs> it could be. And when you are putting your body through that much physical strain in the beginning, your body suppresses your appetite. Okay, your body suppresses your appetite. So this whole this whole idea of like I'm going to go out there, I'm going to lose a few pounds. Yeah, well, again, when you do 100 miles of the AT after your first 100 or maybe 150, when you start you know really start to get into a rhythm every day, and your body goes, oh, that's what we're doing today. We're going to hike for eight hours. I get it. At that point, when your body gets it, your body and your brain become one. <laughs> And you, and hopefully your attitude, um, you're that that's when you start bur rapidly start burning calories. That's really when you start. That's usually when hiker hunger sits in, and you your body says, "I need calories. I know what we're doing. 
today and tomorrow and the next day. <laughs> I'm going to need some food. Yeah, finally got it. But but before that, you'll be hard pressed to eat uh, a whole mountain house bag uh, if you if you buy those mountain house bags with you know two meals a person. You'll be hard pressed to eat those when you first start the AT. It's just too, there's too much junk in those foods, and you're not going to lose weight. You could hike the you could hike a weekend. Um, on the AT and bring those mountain house foods, go home and you'd probably gain two pounds, you know? So it, it takes a while for your body to, to start losing that weight. Um, but in the beginning, when you, when you first start going in, I mean, there's, there are some things that, you know, you need to do there. There's definitely some, some exercises and some, I would say to build momentum Momentum and endurance is, is huge uh, when you hit the trail. And there are several things that you can do, and it's different for everybody. Um, swimming is actually, it's it's very counter opposite of what you would think. Swimming allows you to... Open up your lungs. Open up your lungs from a respiratory standpoint. Um, I am a swimmer from my former former life, before I was an ice climber. Yeah. I know. Really good swimmer. I enjoyed it a, a lot. I was a terrible swimmer. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm surprised swimming, I haven't drowned someplace. <laughs> swimming opened up my lungs in a way that allowed me to have more endurance uh, from a respiratory standpoint um, than any other sport I've ever encountered, ever. Um, you know, they, they say that you, you know your respiratory is good. You know your lungs are opened up and good when you can actually carry on a full conversation hiking up a mountain. By the time you're at the top of the mountain, you are still holding that conversation. Yeah. Go out there. Do that. Get to that point. That's when you know your lungs are open up. Um, another thing is not everybody is from Georgia. Not everybody is from elevation accustomed to this. There are places where there's a lot lower elevation and getting your your lungs accustomed to breathing in that thinner air, not 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 like this is high in any no, but in even any out, realm, but, but it, it makes a huge difference. And even the humidity, the humidity you know, alone, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a completely different atmosphere uh, when you get up on the ridge in one of the wettest parts of the country. So there's a lot of humidity out here. But Ariana's correct, and uh, not only does the swimming help open up your lungs, but let's remember. You're going to be using muscles. And again, I'm talking to the people that run every day and the CrossFit people every day. You will be using muscles that you've never used before. Heck, when I hiked the AT, I think my eyelid hurt. Eyelid, <laughs> <laughs> right or left? I, my, my right. <laughs> everything hurt. You know, everything. Yeah. Everything hurt. Yeah. Um, and so what you want to, because you know what? I don't walk around all day with hiking poles in my hands. You know, I don't walk around all day with, you know, 25, 30, 35 pounds on my back, getting up from a chair, putting, bending over to put the pack on, bending backwards to take the pack off. You know, I used muscles that I didn't even think I had, you know, and so that's, that is what we're talking about. You know, to physically start preparing for the Appalachian Trail, you've got to start preparing in using muscles that you don't use every day because this is not going to be an everyday sort of experience your body's going to go through a tremendous amount of change and it could go it could start rapidly so swimming is one of the best things you're using almost every muscle in your body plus the key components of 
um, what you need for your shoulder, sh- your neck, your back, back and legs. Exactly. And 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 obviously that goes in conjunction with other um, exercises, particular exercises intended uh, to strengthen. But think about this. You know what parts of your body are weakest, most susceptible to injury. For me, it's my lower back. I have problems with my lower back. So in preparing for this physical of an enduring sport, I'm going to strengthen my lower back muscle before going. Not only will it aid in carrying my pack, uh, proper posture, um, the ability to, um, you know, carry a little bit more weight and going up and down, but it also is going to minimize the more strength you put into the muscles that are your weakest, the more minimal of an outcome for, I guess, um, injury. You're not as susceptible. So start thinking about those, those muscles that you need, your neck, your back, your legs. Strengthen those areas um, and that will minimize your injury, which could potentially pull you off the trail faster yeah. than anything else. And, and and that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, we're, we're trying to um, get everybody in their frame, frame of mind that if you think you're going to get off the couch and hit the trail, that's great for a day hike. But if you, you know, we're talking about your hopes and dreams. We're talking about the, you know, the, the planning and preparation that you have sacrificed for to to accomplish something that is you know bigger than yourself that's a very very um you know it, it's a big thing to do and so the, the last thing you want to do is you know get have a back spasm have to get off the trail or uh you know just the physicality of the trail going oh my god this is way too hard and then get off you know so there's some you know planning some of that and preparing your body for that physical change is going to be crucial again this is really for the first i would say but about two the first 200 miles of the appalachian trail it's kind of a wake-up call i would say the first 100 miles of the appalachian trail and you still got 2,000 more to go so (laughs) you know the first 100 miles is really going to be the your body there's an alarm going to go off in your body and your body's going to say, I need to wake up. And yes, the trail will definitely get your body in shape, but not, not, not right away. It's going to take a minute. Right. And so your body's adaptation in that process, and then also you adapting to the changes as they come. So, you know, Scott had already mentioned it. Your entire body will hurt. Expect it to hurt. Expect muscles that you didn't know existed to hurt. Expect things that you just weren't prepared for to cause you some discomfort initially. And sometimes you can walk through it. Sometimes you can hike through that pain. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, letting your shins know that, you know, hey, you know, you toughen up or it's, you know, what, what, or your shoulders, you know, your shoulders are going to hurt. Your hips are going to hurt, you know, um, and, and and, you know, when I, and that's usually because of the downhills. You know, you're putting so much weight and pressure when you go downhills. You know, like the, the big surprise to me was like, you know, I took my socks off one day and my toenail was in my sock. <laughs> Hell you know, I'm like, what, my, what is my toenail in my sock? Well, guess what? It was the downhills. And guess, guess what I learned? Cut your toenails before your hike. 
lesson lesson learned my toenails were a little bit longer they were hitting the, the tip of my boot and uh, lost a toenail on my through hike and so those little things like that you know like my my poor little toenail didn't know i was going to be hiking <laughs> the appalachian trail and so your communication skills <laughs> must improve with your body <laughs> and so my poor little toenail he was like dude you know and you know not that was cool. it not cool and so you know those little things that you can do to help your body adapt um just by you know just by cutting your your toenails if you're going downhill because it's going to be the downhills that you'll curse it, it, i really hate the downhills it'll be it, the downhills that you curse it's funny because everyone is different but i would say the larger majority of individuals end up making peace with the uphill pretty quickly and they curse the downhills all the way to maine yeah it's 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 just like god here comes a downhill i'd rather go up i'd rather go up any day well you have more go control down. going uphill you have more control and you can you can pace yourself downhill you're going down gravity's like yeah yeah okay yeah good luck with that you're going down <laughs> you know and so so uphills you have control downhill gravity is almost like pushing you off the cliff it's just your momentum starts you know, you, you start going down faster and faster and that's putting more shock on your knees and that's putting more stress on your body and your hips because gravity is taking you taking you Balance down. Balance is way. a whole different thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. And that's not that's just not the times you're picking yourself up because you biffed. You know, I mean it it's you know, and of course, you know, after a hundred, hundred and fifty miles, man, I mean you're you're gonna start getting into a zone for sure. But the physical preparedness that you can do before you go, I mean, it really is going to help your hike out. It really, really is. So getting your body trail ready is just as important as the physical preparation and endurance piece um, and strengthening of your muscles and your core and your back and, and all those pieces that kind of make the hike whole for you. Um, one thing in getting your body trail ready is start hydrating, okay? You didn't just wake up and put on a pack and go hike the Appalachian Trail. You know it's coming, whether it's three days in advance or whether it's, you know, six months. Start getting your body acclimated to the hydration levels that it uh, needs to adapt to. Um, most of us go through a given day not hydrating enough we're too busy, you know, this, that, or the other, what, whatever the case is, we don't consume enough water. We don't consume enough electrolyte balances. Just get your body accustomed to it because all the up and down, um, your body is, is going to be thrown into something it's completely unaware of. So start hydrating now. Your body will learn to absorb that in, I guess, a not a smoother transition, but just a more useful transition. Your body adapts to it easier. Well, again, it's your body is a piece of gear. We'll say this once. We'll say it a million times. Your body is a is a piece of gear, and you've got to treat your piece of gear um, nice, you know. And so, you you know, the more you can get your body adapting into that frame of mind, the better off you're going to be. So, yeah, absolutely, start. You start hydrating as much as you can 30 days before the trail to get your body used to, I'm going to be drinking a gallon of water a day. And your body does learn that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It learns how to process it. Um, so another thing is begin hiking barefoot, even if it's outside, even if you're just going outside to get the mail, you're walking your dog down the street and you know, it's free of glass and debris, start hiking barefoot, uh, callous your feet up. Um, you will begin preparing your feet from this soft, you know, baby feet, baby, baby feet. Um, and reduce the amount of frictions um, on that as you begin hiking, causing the blisters. Um, it truly does help. You're going to end up with hiker feet anyway. So you might as well start before you start um, and prepare yourself. It really does make a difference. We've talked about this before on a podcast. Yeah. In, in other words, you're, you're free gonna, your feet are going to look ugly, folks. I mean, that's just, you know, you're going to take your sock off one day and you're going to like, oh my God, where did you come from? You can't be attached to my leg. One of these days we will be hosting, uh, po- posting a photo of Scott's feet to the Facebook oh, group man, page. No, no, it's, <laughs> no, it, 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 it can get bad sometimes, you know, and you know, that's the, that's just the truth of the matter is, you know, they're, they go through uh, mud, sweat, um, you know, you name it, uh, they go through it. And so if you can prep your feet before you go, just by walking around barefoot a little bit um, outside, I'm not talking about hiking barefoot. Don't go hiking on the trail barefoot. We did, but don't do that. Um, Just go on some pavement, walk around, be careful. Please be careful. But, you know, just kind of get those, get those feet, you know, a little, little toughen, get that skin a little, you know, looking a little bit, looking a little leathery you know get it get it toughen up and you are really gonna appreciate that your feet will appreciate that once you put it on a boot um and you start going um up and downhill and hitting tree roots and rocks and everything else your feet will definitely appreciate that and the other thing too is i i, I talk a, we were talking a little bit about diet i, I want to come back and make sure that i say this right um you know, when you're preparing your body, one of the things that you should be doing is you should be start, if you're working out, if you're, if you are doing the Stairmaster, if you are swimming, if you are running, um, you may start looking at some changes in diet and it should be protein. You should start really feeding your body a lot with protein as much as you can and, and, and look at muscle recovery and, and feed your muscles as, with as much protein as you can and again, it's getting your body ready for a massive amount of exercise. And so when you hit the trail, your bodies are all, your muscles are already kind of lean. Your muscles are going, oh man, you know, you've been, you've been hitting the Stairmaster, you know, every day or four times a week. And you know, like my leg muscles, yeah, I can, I can, I can see my leg muscles. And it's important that you feed those muscles with, with protein. And you're going to get that on the trail. You're going to be eating a lot of protein on the trail. But again, this is to prep you to get you going because we don't want to see anybody give up on the trail before they get through the Smokies. At least you got to get through the Smokies, you know. And that's I mean, that's just you just you just got to, you know, once you get through the Smokies, if you can get through the Smokies, you're probably going to keep going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so don't go without test runs just because you have the desire to go doesn't mean you're actually prepared to go so i cannot reiterate enough get out there and do it nothing prepares you better than actually doing the sport in which you are going to do so yeah start hiking start backpacking please don't get on the appalachian trail and say i've never backpacked before 
your it's, odds of finishing it are really, let's be honest, they're very slim to none. Now, people have done it. People absolutely. have done it. But give yourself a better than average chance. To, the to more get you get out there, the more you kind of are prepared a little bit more as to what you're going to encounter, you know, not only mentally and, and you know, it, it, it's also a good test run for your gear and you can shave down your weight, but it specifically what your body is going to go through. So you're more prepared for that first uphill. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. So you're not cursing it out and wanting to go home. Um, but yeah. And so, and here's the thing when, when you're sitting on the couch and you're looking at all the gear, Oh my God, I'm going to get that backpack. Oh man, <laughs> I got to watch that YouTube video. On the, oh, oh, and it's pouring rain. That's probably a really good time to turn off your computer and go out in the rain and go for a hike. That's probably the best time to go out there and get soaking wet. Test your rain gear, but get wet. Go, don't wait for nice weather to go test all your backpacking stuff or go, go for a hike. Go when the weather's really crappy. <laughs> you actually learn more about yourself, your body, adapting to that scenario than you would in in good weather because chances are the number of good weather days versus bad weather days you're actually going to have more bad weather in days the beginning out there, for absolutely sure. i mean when we took carrie out on backpacking boot camp um she can tell you in fact we did the podcast it was not rainbows and unicorns <laughs> her first night her and i froze does anybody has anybody ever seen a unicorn on the appalachian trail uh i did i i may have been dehydrated and hallucinating <laughs> i'm not really sure uh but you know go out there in crappy weather you know get your you your body you've got to get your body used to being in different conditions and there, it's not indoors you know, get out as much as you can and test, 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 and then test again. And go out there when it's cold and rainy and miserable and foggy and snowy and, and uh, I don't know, even sleeting. Probably we should throw that in. <laughs> Cause, Not yeah, that we condone it's it. It's February and March in the, in, the, in the mountains. But it's a good idea for to prepare for yeah, I think that's the best. I think that's the best thing. You know, people that get their body, and I, I don't want to even say in shape, because it needs to be it needs to be trail ready. You know, get your body trail ready, um, because that's really the difference between just going out for a run around the block, and saying, "Boy, I'm getting ready to hike that trail." And yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference between running and being immensely in shape on flat surface and then adding elevation and rocky terrain and twigs and trees that come out of nowhere limbs falling all over the place that's a very different environment to maintain that same level of fitness than outside your front door or even on you know uh, I would say more groomed trails yeah, yeah, yeah in absolutely. your local park. Yeah, absolutely. Huge difference. Yeah, I mean, even the groomed nice flat trails, you know, it's going to be it's going to be ad adversely different when when you get out there, you know. So, um, so 
you know, trying to get as ready as, as possible. We want everyone to be successful on their thorough hike. And uh, we, we've seen it all. We've seen a lot of people hit the trail without really, um, you know, being in shape at all. And, you know, don't don't be that person. We, we want you to be healthy. We want you to, you know, do the best you can. Uh, people do it every year. They'll continue to do it every year. Um, but give yourself a better than average chance. I guess that's what we're we're saying. Give yourself a better than average chance, um, and uh, go fulfill your your dream and get out there and hike. Um, people are already probably getting ready to hike the trail this month. Um, I think if you have a start date to go, I think it's probably a good idea to count backwards from your start date. You know, 15, 30, 40 days, and mark that as your start date, and that's when you're really hitting the trail and get out there and you then you start treating your body a little bit differently you know better food less alcohol walk barefoot a little bit go swimming you know hit the the stairmaster and start getting your body trail ready so um and yeah yeah you too can hike the Hike the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> so <laughs> you too can do it. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. It's good to be home. And thank you to everyone who supported our trip and the um, Slow Bitrate podcast and the bad audio <laughs> and the uh, shaky video when we went live in the desert and the batteries dying and... Just about uh, anything and everything that could have gone wrong might have gone wrong, but we got the podcast out there. <laughs> Late. <laughs> and but, drunk, yeah, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, 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 up 2 a.m. But it happens. Up at 2 a.m. in a van uh, editing a podcast. Um, so clearly we have a lot to learn about podcasting on the road and all of the challenges that uh, we were faced um, and that we need to come more prepared with to continue to bring you a Oh, it was a great test. Podcast. It was a great test. Um, anyway, if you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on iTunes and help us spread the word about the podcast. Uh, we certainly appreciate your comments. Um, a shout outs to our new Facebook members. Thank you for coming to be a part of our community. We have a blast on that in our group. Um, and thank you to our patrons, obviously, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Chuck Walsh, John Phillips, Gary, and our uh, newest, Suzanne Johnson. Thank, thank you guys so much. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on Radio Public app available both on iOS and Android. And you can also follow us on our Facebook page, Trusted Trail, and Instagram, Trusted Trail. Uh, really super appreciate it. We hope your 2019 is going really well. We hope we'll get, you're getting outside, and I hope this year is going to be an epic adventure uh, for you guys. We're going to be at the Appalachian Trail kickoff in March, and so if you're going to be in Georgia and you want to, um, we'll do a meet and greet. We may even do a camping trip what? in the Chattahoochee National Forest. We may do our podcast from there. Uh, only because Amicola has terrible cell service and Wi-Fi. And there's a cell tower right over on the other side of the ridge <laughs> in the National Forest. And it's only like a half a mile from the lodge. So we're thinking we may do, we may go live again. I don't know. Hopefully you've learned something from our last live uh, podcast. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you guys so much. We, we love everybody. Just always remember, get out there and trust, trust the, the trail. trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.